We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. And welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Rotowire DFS podcast sponsored by FanDuel. I'm your host, Joe Pizapia, and with me always every Tuesday is Todd Zola. Todd, how are you, my brother? I am fresh off of a reverse jinx from last night. Oh, right. the reverse jinx? What's yeah, that? Yeah, right before, right before game time, I posted, I, w- I told everybody that if they're using Kevin Gosman in seasonal leagues to start him, because I'm stacking nationals. Ah. And it worked. So what picture do you want me to jinx or unjinx tonight? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, let's get to it, shall we? I mean, let's see. You got to love that about some, sometimes where everything you touch turns to crap. And that's, that's, when, that's when daily fantasy is always good. When your season-long leagues are going poorly, you just start to uh, troll yourself. And that's a good way to maybe you make know, back I said it tongue-in-cheek, but I said to myself, you know what? I'll bet Gosman does throw a good one. And he did. So hey, what are you going to do? Nah, anyway, things happen. Yeah, that was last night. That's the thing about DFS. It's it's gone. We're on a new slate. That's right. A fresh start. Everyone deserves it, even you, Todd Zola. <laughs> All right, fresh start. It's going to cost you a lot for Max Scherzer on the fresh start. Eleven thousand six hundred certainly will be very popular in cash games. But when you got offenses like Cincinnati in Cincinnati and play with the Yankees, when you've got Colorado and the Cubs together in Colorado. I think that's a tough one, but Carlos Carrasco, Verlander, Marcus Stroman make up the top $9,000 or more pitchers. Of these big four on this slate, is it Carrasco for you against Toronto, who's been an offense that's been, you know, let's be honest, I mean, they've struggled all year, maybe some outputs here and there. Uh, is it Verlander, who's been a little up and down also as well this year at Arizona, a tough place to pitch? Or do you really just say, hey, if I'm going cash game, I want the safest guy on the board, and that guy is Scherzer. Yeah, cash game is Scherzer because he offers you both innings and strikeouts. There's a little bit more risk than there is with some cash game anchors. But, yeah, still at that price, on FanDuel pricing, I can still find enough uh, hitters that Scherzer is my cash game guy. All right, now let's talk about a guy who's really been – 
oh, outstanding since he's been a Pittsburgh Pirate. And uh, he's got a 2-1-4 ERA this year. He's got three Ws. I mean, the guy's been outstanding. He really has. I mean, he doesn't walk anybody at all. And he's going against the Dodgers at home. And that's Yvonne Nova, who, look, you know, I understand he's not the sexiest guy. and But he's in Los Angeles for this one, another good pitcher's ballpark. And Urias is a guy who is going to be severely limited still in terms of pitch count and innings and things like that. So there's a good chance he's going to outlast him in this game. And, you know, he's been at least a six inning pitcher in every start this year so far of on Nova. So uh, how, what are your thoughts on Nova tonight? Uh, 8,400 seems like a guy that you can at least get some of those big bats in. Yeah, I don't know. I, I lo- I've been on Nova as far as the pitching goes in the National League and the Dodgers isn't a bad park. And he's not throwing – I mean, he's throwing pretty well on the road so far this season. But I'm still – actually, he's throwing really well. He hasn't, he's only – well, he's only walked one guy all year. Yeah. Nova, which is kind of silly. I think but, it's something uh, like seven walks or something like that since he's become a pirate or something insane like that. Yeah, something really, <laughs> really crazy. I don't hate it. I, I don't hate it. I, the Dodgers still have some bats, especially from the left-hand side, that can do some damage. Don't hate it. It's uh, I don't know if I call it a contrarian play necessarily. He, he strikes out enough guys, but it's – I don't know. I, it, it, it's not highlight. It didn't, didn't highlight on my sheet. I can see – I'm not going to argue with someone who wants to use him for either catch or GPP, but it, it didn't come out green. We'll leave it at that. All right. Well, how about you want to talk about contrarian? Is there something to be said for the strikeout artist Robbie Ray with the three-and-a-half yep. ERA this year? I mean, he's got ten strikeouts, nine strikeouts, six strikeouts, ten strikeouts in his last four outings. Certainly, there will be people who will be hesitant to go take him against Verlander, but Verlander hasn't been automatic this year, far from. So I'm looking at him, and this is a guy that's put up 40 or more in the last two starts, too. And and look, I mean, he's at home, a place where he should be comfortable pitching by now. And you think about ownership percentage in the tournaments, Robbie Ray certainly looks like uh, the perfect antidote to some of the higher-end arms on tonight. Yeah, I think especially – I think people are usually on Ray because of the strikeouts. But I think you mentioned Verlander, which people may may become you know may be off of him. I'm liking Ray, especially in the the quality start aspect. I was I wasn't always counting on him to go five uh, to go six innings just to get that quality start. He's been going six innings, so he's now uh, you know he's kind of checked that he checks that box as well. So Ray is a guy that you know fairly close to the prices you were talking about with some of these other guys. Ray is a guy. Uh, one of the one of the two guys I'm looking at for strikeout upside for a GPP. Now I think Julio Urias, although he's got a world of talent, is a huge trap still in daily fantasy. I yeah. know people are going to be tempted to use him, but I just don't see him having that ability to get that quality start, and that's going to hinder obviously the ability to, you know, bridge that gap to the win. Yada 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 that right. whole thing. So I mean, it's, I know he's tempting. I know the price is good too, seventy three hundred especially when you like to load up on some of these more expensive bats. And, and look, Baltimore and Washington is in play, too. That's a good offensive ballpark for those teams. So to me, on a night where you got Ubaldo in, you know, pitching against the Nationals, uh, some nights where you, you know, some of these mm-hmm. slates and some of these pitchers you've got going tonight, uh, you got Adelman in there pitching against the Yankees. Uh, it's hard to, to not try to go deeper into this pitching spot. I mean, you can't use Lackey in Colorado. I think that's kind of a death knell, too. So really, I mean – I think you might have to cut it off somewhere around the where we're talking about <laughs> Avon Nova. I think Nova might be that last guy there. Uh, there's one more for me. Who's the last one for you? And it's the strike. It's Pomeranz. It's the strikeout upside in Milwaukee. Okay. 
Uh, plus the Sox bats are, 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 are I don't want to say coming alive, but they, uh, you know, they, they, they woke up a bit over the weekend. So it, we're talking GPP here. I'll use, I'll use Palmer. And Milwaukee's like the boomer bust. They remind me of Houston last year where, you know, you could strike out 10 Astros or you'd get knocked out in the third inning. Milwaukee's sort of that team this year. Tampa, Tampa, but they don't have the, uh, <laughs> they don't have the, the, the hitting upside, you know. But anyway, so I, I Pomeran seems to get, get have things together a little bit. The bullpen's fresh, so uh, he's a guy I would hesitate at all to use in the GPP. So far in the year, Pomeran's just two quality starts, and I think it's interesting. I, I, I see the upside there with him. Uh, personally, I think that's a guy that if you got to have more than one lineup going, you know, if you're doing more than one stuff, if you got like one lineup where you want to be playing GPPs or you know, you're only throwing one out there. I, I, I have a hard time with Pomeranz because of where he is pitching because Milwaukee, a very underrated offensive ballpark. And, you know, also the fact that yeah, I know it sounds funny, but if you go look at Eric Thames numbers against lefties, I mean, he actually has lefties better than righties this year. Well, so far we're, we're nowhere near the point where we can, even come close to saying he's a reverse split guy. You need, you need about 10 years of data to say that definitively. Is that all? That's all. And you all know, right. not, we're not even 10 weeks in. But it is safe to say he's comfortable against lefties. He's I, not, I think the OPS says he's more than comfortable yeah, so far. Yeah, he's playing against lefties. <laughs> not, you know, at one point, he was going to be sitting for Aguiar. So it's, it's the stri- it, it, this is more of a, a strikeout upside than it is you know, anything special about Pomerantz. All right, fair enough. Who's your favorite pitcher to be going against tonight if you're going lurking for offense? Oh. Uh, I, I flip a coin between Pelfrey and, and Weaver. Oh, I love me some Mike Pelfrey, too. That's Mike I Pelfrey mean, is like an automatic five spot, I feel like, right? Yeah, I, you, you, you hear the expression tear that we'll get to positions in a while, and I guess I'm using my good material now. But I um, mean, you know, <laughs> tear the cover off the ball. So no, so no, Miguel Suno may actually literally do that. Yes, it might be a Benny Rodriguez from the Sandlot type moment <laughs> yes. here from Gail Sano, yes. which would be lovely to see. It's funny you mentioned Sano. We don't want to get too ahead of ourselves here, but uh, Sano and Dozier and some of those other guys, I mean, certainly in Minnesota, those are very appealing starts. Let's start a catcher, though. Yeah. Uh, let's start with a guy, too, that I want to discuss who's at 3,200 just to come back off the DL going in uh, Cincinnati here, uh, and that's Gary Sanchez. I, I know, you know, it's it's still, you know, just getting back, but – 3200 is a reasonable salary for me for yeah. Gary Sanchez, a guy who has power in a very favorable ballpark which with a good matchup. So I'm not one to usually pay up a catcher, but I'm looking at the catcher slate and I'm thinking to myself, wow, that's not a terrible salary for a guy like Sanchez. Yeah, I think he got a knock last night too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he did. Uh, so actually, Everybody played last night. I think Joe yeah. Girardi got up there. I think uh, – <laughs> They tried to get the ghost well, of Babe Ruth to get in there. It was, it was pretty rough on Sunday. Yeah, as a, as a friend of mine, he sent me a, a message saying, maybe Drew Storen isn't good after all. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, and it, yeah, so yeah, so I'm not, yeah, I mean, you worry. Sanchez, I don't know, I would call it rust or not. He had a couple of RBIs last night, so he's, he's definitely in play. I assume they'll use him. I mean, he, back off the DL. I mean, it's not like they can't put him at DH in that park. Right. Right, that's the only concern too, making yeah. sure you know that that he's actually going to be out there. Yeah. And I, and I, and we look, they they've waited for him, and and you know he is the future. I mean, I know they've played well without him, but you got to imagine he gets back out there. Uh, so, looking at the rest of the slate, trying to find some value if you don't want to pay up there. Uh, I know Weeters wasn't in the lineup the other night. Uh, if he is in the lineup at twenty eight hundred tonight. Sure. Is that a spot going back home against Baltimore? I mean, I, I, you know, I'm trying to write a novel here, but you know, <laughs> yeah, no, no, absolutely. I mean, yeah, he is, but I mean, 
the guy that you talked about last week, and he still hasn't broken out yet. We talked to Weaver, uh, you know, depending upon where they put LaCroix in the order, right. they've been him down low. So he at twenty eight hundred, he's a he's a GPP play for me. Even if he's even if they hit him eighth, like they've been doing, uh, some some of the time in an NL park, even you know. So if they walk him three times, well, you get the you get the walk points anyway, right? So yeah. Uh, so I, you want, but you know, normally if it's thirty six hundred, that's not what I want. But I mean, even for twenty eight hundred, a guy like Cervelli, I, I always yeah. go to Cervelli too, who's just a contact machine. Yeah. You know, yeah. a guy who, who yeah. makes productive outs when he does make outs, but really just gets his hits. You know, will walk on occasion yeah. to you. I mean, to me, there's a lot of these guys: Weeder, Cervelli, Lucroy, even Jeff Bandy, twenty seven two. You could possibly make the case there. So there is some value if you don't want to go up the board at all. Yeah. Castro, Castro against Pelfrey. Uh, yes, anybody. It's it's gonna be. You could put against Pelfrey pretty much anything, and we'll like Tony Oliva against Pelfrey. Uh, f- absolutely. <laughs> All right, let's get over to first base. We got the top of the board there. No surprise. Yeah. Anthony Rizzo, forty-seven. Ryan Zimmerman, who having just a monstrous season at forty-five. Uh, Freddie Freeman also forty-five. Joey Votto, forty-five. Goldschmidt all the way down to forty-four against Verlander, which I found kind of interesting that he would be kind of the. Was it the fifth first baseman on the board? Just because he's going against Verlander, and that, I don't know about that. I mean, you want to talk about that? You you think that is justified? I mean, I know it's still a, a pretty decent salary, but why is he so much? Why is he all the way down there? Just because it's Verlander? He's Paul Goldschmidt. Last time I checked. Yeah, it, I don't know what the algorithm is. It could be the the handedness. They ding him a little bit because of the handedness. But I agree. That's a you know we we talk about different factors to look at the, the venue the opposing players the handedness the platoon advantage the, but the uh sometimes a way to get a sneaky play in is to go you know anti-grain anti and go right on right or sometimes even left on left i'll use rizzo left on left occasionally so that is a place to go if, I mean, for everybody in first base you know throw a dart and you're going to find someone in play tonight there's a lot of good first baseman in play no, well, speaking of a guy who's been red hot lately, and Mark Reynolds, who is, yeah, you know, twenty four points every night <laughs> over the weekend, yeah. uh, and Mark Reynolds seems like a guy that you know right now. I mean, eleven home runs, twenty seven RBIs on the year, right. doing an outstanding job. As long as he's in that lineup on Tuesday night for forty three hundred, dare I say he's a value? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know value. Uh, it's hard to judge and. There's been some uh, weather issues. I'm not sure what the pitching rotation, if it's been announced yet, for what what's going on on Tuesday. Yeah, I don't but, think as of right now when we're recording it, I think we don't have extreme clarity on that. If yeah. we get one during it, we'll all let you know. But right, right. now, as we're recording yeah. this, still unsure. Not exactly sure, but the, yes. So he, he's even he's playing against some righties too, but you know, we do we don't we don't know where what the lineups are going to be just yet, and the. Uh, if he's actually going to be in the 43 is tough. I mean, I guess it's a tournament play or, or if you want some exposure to cores, but like I said, there's just so many, so many good, good options at first base tonight. I don't know that you'd take a chance. All right. Now, speaking of some of the good options, a little bit cheaper, $3,500, a guy hitting over 300, nine bombs, 24 RBI on the year. Yonder Alonso having a yep. very quietly good season so far, kind of an anonymity in Oakland. Now, there's a guy, too, who you could certainly make a case for in a night where if you want to go up to Scherzer, Yonder Alonso at 3,500 looks to be a, a very strong value at first base today. Yeah, our colleague, you know, Sarah, sort a piece about him in March. Yeah, I read it. Changing his approach. And I, and I couldn't buy into it. And, I, and you know, it might be the smartest guy in the room all the time, but I just had a hard yeah. time. <laughs> but yeah. now he proved why he's the smartest I, guy again. As I wrote about 
you know, we we, uh, we hear these stories all the time. We only hear about the success stories as far as approaches and swing changes go. Right. But uh, so you know, for every Yonder Alonso, there's 20 guys who changed their swing and it didn't help. Mm-hmm. Here's a narrative of one that did. But there is some there is some narrative to back it up. And whether you know, I don't I don't think you can take the nine homers and say he's gonna you know hit 45 the rest of the year, whatever the pro rate it is at this point. But he's comfortable. He's hitting well. He's able to put the ball out of Oakland. If you can put the ball out there, you can put the ball out anywhere. So I think, yeah, he, he's not a – he's actually even a cash play to me because I think he's a contact sort of guy. So he can even be a cash play at that price. I know he doesn't have a whole lot of foundation, but he does have some upside. $3,000 with Mike Pelfrey on the mound. Can you get behind Kenny's Vargas if he's in the lineup? Yeah, sure. I, I can get behind you against Pelfrey. Well, I, I can still hit the ball. So don't <laughs> let me tell you something. I can still straight ball still hit very much, which is pretty much what okay. Pelfrey throws. Yeah. So <laughs> right. it's curveball. My bats are afraid. All right. So third base, cup of the order. Uh, Chris Bryant, fifty one hundred. That's gonna be real difficult. Uh, <laughs> one Arenado, forty seven. Then you got Ramirez at thirty eight, having a great season. But let, let's keep going down the line here. Uh, as I mentioned earlier. We talked about Goldschmidt getting bumped down, salarized Lamb getting bumped down against Verlander, 37. I don't know if that's wrote, but I think you nailed it earlier. 3,600, Miguel Sano seems to be the happy spot in terms of value. Yeah, the, the contrarian play, and mm-hmm. you know, this speaks to the right on right. Uh, if, if Max Scherzer has any issues, it's home runs. So if you're not using Scherzer in a tournament, putting Machado in there at 3,500, he may you run in one, and that's you know that that's where you see you get some differentiation because people will be off of Machado because it's Max Scherzer. He didn't, he hasn't had the home run issues this year. This time, remember this time last year? Oh yeah, that they were just you know left and right. So you know again, that's just I don't. I, he's kind of like you're saying with Pomeranz. I think I may go elsewhere, but I think I ha- I think I certainly have one lineup with Machado if I do the differentiation thing. Yeah, and that's the thing when you get a guy with that much talent, you know it's <laughs> it's you know you gotta you gotta go in with the guy with the talent. It's yeah. not a return on investment. It's baseball. You know, there's a reason why they're the best hitters in the game. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's a reason for that, and it's because they can hit the best pitching, not just any pitching. Uh, Anthony Rendon and Michael Franco at 3,400 each. Uh, I like both these matchups. Rendon against Ubaldo Jimenez. Franco uh, at home in this one, too. Now, I know people have knocked Franco because of the batting average, but the power and production are still in the right pace of where everything you else you want to be. He's got the matchup against Ariel Miranda. To me, that's another spot that if you don't like the, you know, the 56, I think 58% outcome, right? The three outcomes of Miguel Sano, walk, strikeout. I saw the stat. I think it was 58% of the time, which right. is the leading Major League Baseball in the three outcome guy right. category, which is pretty staggering. But, you know, uh, if you can't get behind that, and I understand why, Franco Rendon, between the two of those guys, who do you think is more appealing? Uh, I pro- I like Rendon as a player more, but I kind of like Franco's matchup a little bit. Yeah. So I could, I could get behind Franco. You don't like the Ubaldo? Is he not the dumpster fire that Mike Pelfrey is too? Yeah, he is, but it's, I just, uh, I, you know, it is, it is the offhand stuff with Franco there. So that, that helps a little bit. And Ubaldo, it's, it's once in a while, the old Ubaldo shows up and really irritates you. This is true. And if he's going to yeah. do it, he's going to do it on a night against Scherzer and screw everybody's cash game, right? Because yeah. that's Ubaldo. Ubaldo's the guy that will screw you. Today. He's like the Dusty Baker of pitchers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. One, one, you know, another, another guy. It's not, he's not priced down a whole lot, but he does have the, the platoon and edge, and that's Frazier, Todd Frazier with Hector Santiago. Yeah. Oh, you know, I want to see Frazier get healthy and play well, too. Because, that's true. The health is – You know, he, he's yeah. been a little banged up all year, I feel like, and yeah, it's kind of unfortunate. Yeah. 
All right, let's get a second base. Daniel Murphy uh, in Baltimore playing 4,200. If you got to go top of the board, it's, it's hard not to go with Daniel Murphy on this one. Uh, Robinson Cano certainly always in play at 4,000. Uh, Altuve, it's hard to knock him as well in play. Between all these top guys here, and, and yeah, I know Dozier's doing the ankle injury, so right. we'll keep him kind of off to the side for now. Altuve, Cano, Murphy. Is it worth the $200 just to go and get Daniel Murphy at this point because of the matchup with Ubaldo in Baltimore? Or do you prefer, if you're going to go up to the top of the board, to go with the Altuve, who's got a little bit more of the skill set and going to save you $300? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I, I think, uh, yeah, Altuve's running too. And I, so I, moving back up here, I think, uh, actually, Cologne actually is pretty good of holding runners. Even Cologne is right. better than you think. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. That, that, yeah, exactly. So you kind of lose that just a little bit. So, yeah, I, I could see actually a second is actually a position too. What I want to do is I, I know I'm jumping all over the place here. I want to see what Cano does against curveballs. I like when I, when I comes in the mound, I like to see how the opposing hitter does against curveballs. Uh, if Cano handles curveballs, I can see paying up. Now, Dustin Pedroia has caught fire a little bit recently, which is good news for him, and he's going to be playing in Milwaukee, so that's yeah. a good one. Uh, nice to see Pedroia kind of bounce back, too. He's got a hit in his last seven games. Uh, he's got a couple dingers, which is a positive, too. He even stole a base the other night. So all things trending the right way. And for 3500 I think if you want to you know, save a little bit more from that top, certainly viable option tonight. When you go past Pedroia, though, is there somebody else in the GPP world that you can get behind in terms of – I mean, I know we've talked before about, you know, Odor getting right. That's if you play the day game all day slate, you maybe you get him against San Diego. But outside of that, I'm still, you know, continue to look down this board, and it's I think second base tonight with I these matchups one. might be where you have to pay. I where you got? One. Go ahead. What do you got? At, my, at least my last <laughs> notes had uh, Kipnis against Chris Young, who you can lump in there with, with Pelfrey. And, this and is with, true. Uh, and and uh, now I remember who, who, who the third dumpster fire was. But I could, yeah, Kipnis at 2,700. I know he's sitting down in the order, but at GPP, I don't, I don't care as much. And who knows, maybe they bump him back up again. Yeah, Kipnis pitching uh, – excuse me, Kipnis going against Marcus Stroman in this contest tonight, the righty-lefty matchup there for him. But the only thing I concern with Kipnis, although I, I totally get the, with the thing we talk about, which is, oh, here's a talent that's you know, priced how below get, his talent. But How did I get I – how did I get Chris Young? Uh, I don't know. That's I, weird. I knew it was Stroman, but uh, that something, something. I have a V lookup out of whack. Oh, anyway, that's all right. I hate it when that happens. You usually, so, you got to go to the doctor like when to, that happens. I, yeah, exactly. I like to keep this regardless. Uh, I liked him more. I, it's like I kind of was hesitant because, like Chris Young, you'd be shock. <laughs> <laughs> so I like him again. I like him. Again. And the thing with Stroman too. And here's the other note: is he's supposed to pitch? We're not sure because he's nicked up too. Right, but, that is yeah. that is very so I, true. I think you know, I think my note was if they do throw a lefty in there, I like it a little bit less. Chris Young is the guy uh, going against Tampa tonight in Tampa, so that's the matchup for Chris Young. For those of you who are looking to target him, if you want to get any Tampa Bay yeah. bats in there, and that would be legit too. As we get to the outfield before we get there, um, you know, maybe the you know Dickersons of the world, maybe you can start right. putting them in. But before we get to the outfield. Uh, clearly, baseball is here, so don't get stranded out on first base without a Rotowire subscription. And don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today, and you'll get a free six-month Rotowire subscription. So go to FanDuel.com slash Rotowire to claim it. You must be a new FanDuel user to be eligible, and users may only establish one FanDuel account. That's FanDuel.com slash Rotowire. All right, so let's go to shortstop, so we'll put that apart right now. Uh, looking at that board at the top of the board here on shortstop, usual suspects as always, Francisco Lindor, 42, Gene Segura, 41. 
Uh, Trey Turner, who, by the way, take out the Colorado numbers on Trey Turner, and I think the the OPS or the slugging or something was like under 300, which is not good. So the, the numbers outside of, you know, that, that spot that he had in Colorado, is this something to be panicked? I mean, I know it's more of a, a larger question with him, but I think there's still a lot of appeal because, well, you see the speed that he has and the power, but really Trey Turner has done nothing. And he was like a giant gaping trap right now. Well, <clears throat> you're talking to someone who wasn't all that into him at the price coming into the season. Oh, well, you and me both, my friend. I, so, yeah, so, yeah, I, I mean, he, it's there. He's going to you know, he's gonna be fine. Uh, he's just not going to hit 22 homers, that's all. Yeah, I, I want to see something out of that. I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not going in Turner's direction just yet. I need to see a little more contact. I need to see, you know, maybe he's still hurt. I don't know. Also, he certainly does not look hurt because he's certainly running well. Certainly so, running, uh, yeah. yeah. So, running good, hitting not so much. Yeah. Xander Bogars, another guy who's yeah. caught fire along with Pedroia lately, as you mentioned earlier. That Red Sox lineup doing uh, much better, but still no home runs on the year for Xander Bogart. So that's that's kind of an odd, you know, strange baseball anomaly as of right now. Uh, how about Carlos Correa all the way down here to thirty seven hundred, and Corey Seager all the way down to thirty four. That those are two prices tonight where you look at it and. You know, Seager, it's it's a matchup against the righty. I know Ivan Nova's been good, but Corey Seager for thirty four hundred—that's almost kind of like a, a yes, please let me have some more. Yeah, it's a lock and load. That's a people sh- sometimes people shy away from the late games because it's a late game and they're afraid of of, of not being able to switch or or the whatnot. But you know, Seager's going to be in there, so I like I like to go in that direction once in a while. I know people say I like to have some skin in the late games. Well, I like to have my best players in there. I don't care if they're early or late. But the point but you do sometimes get. Get somebody, you know, not wanting to use even a Seager in a late game, so I don't mind that. I don't mind Brad Miller. I don't – Brad Miller either uh, on, on this slate. Now, Didi Gregorius for 31, too. Yeah, another guy who's just come one. back. But there's another one, too, where, you know, I think he's still kind of putting it together. You know, I mean, unfortunately, he was 0 for 8 in that contest the other night on the 18-inning yeah. game, so not the best night there. But still um, – I think a player that warrants some attention, especially doing multiple lineups and tournaments for 3,100, that's a guy that's going to afford you to build up some other spots there. All right, let's go to the outfield, and let's start with Dickerson. Let's talk about him. Uh, you think there against Young, there's an opportunity? Oh, this should be four. Well, at least two, maybe well, three. 3,100 for <laughs> Corey Dickerson. I mean, it doesn't yeah. get much better than that. And yeah. he's really bounced back after a year, which was very disappointing, where people, I think, were about to write him off this year. Yeah, well, you know, coming over from Colorado, people expected a huge drop-off. Uh, the, the park factors, sure, there was a difference. He wasn't as big as some people may have perceived. So I think, you know, he, he's showing that he was still be able to hit power in that park. Not what I was saying, you know, two, maybe three. I just, you know, like how many how many at-bats is he going to get against Young? <laughs> he Hopefully two, uh, then they knock him out of the game. But, uh, yeah, Dickerson's <laughs> definitely on my list. All right, now going – let's keep – let's stay down there in some of the lower-end guys here. Uh, we've got Nomar Mazzara. You've got the Domingo Santanas. The $3,000 range is a little bit tricky. Uh, but, you know, I'll tell you what, this is another tournament play only, but he's actually had a little speed lately, and if you're going to stack some nationals, is it possible you throw Michael Taylor out there too into that conversation or just not enough floor for you? <sighs> it is Ubaldo. It is yeah, Ubaldo. Yeah, it's Ubaldo. He's hitting low on the order. It's a tournament play. I I, I prefer homers, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I, I so in my tournaments. So I mean, if uh, don't love it, I mean, it's possible. 
if I need the if I need the if I need the savings, I could go that way. Although I'd rather go. Um, I just lost the name, but uh, Colby Rasmus, you're talking about mm-hmm. Tampa. I'd rather uh, for for uh, uh, download that. I'd rather go for Rasmus for the home run at that point. All right, now here's a guy at 2700 who's been much better in the last week and a half, two weeks or so, and that's Byron Buxton. That's another guy yeah. who's dirt cheap. Um, a situation against Mike Pelfrey where if you're going to be successful, that's a spot to be successful. He's, yeah. you know, certainly putting the bat on the ball, having better at bat. So things starting to turn around a little for him. Uh, you know, I don't love him as a player, but he is getting the volume right now. And that's the Lionel DeShields Jr. Another guy at 2,800 if you play in the all day where you might get a 15 point night out of him, but <laughs> with, you know, a stolen base and a walk and, you know, a run scored or somewhere around there. And that's going to certainly return a nice $2,800 value. But again, you got to be playing that all day early slate there. Let's go to the top here. And some of these big time guys with Mike Trout looking like he might end up on the DL as of the time we're recording this is Aaron judge right now. I mean, he's, (laughs) he's challenging trout in war. I mean, I know that does not a big fantasy stat, but just to give you perspective of where Aaron judge is right now, yeah, no, I mean, he, he's tearing the cover off the ball. I mentioned the other day, he just hit a ball, a line drive that hit just outside the infield uh, gra- infield dirt, hit in the outfield grass, and rolled to the wall. That's so hard, Wrigley Field, that's so yeah. hard he hit the ball. Um, 119 exit velocity, something silly like that. Yeah, just uh, sure, against Edelman, I mean, he's always in play. Yeah, I mean, to me, I think Judge is that guy that if you're going to go down to the Novas and try to get some bigger bats, you want home runs. That's a guy right now. That I don't know if outside of Bryce Harper, do is there anybody you feel better about? I know Thames had you know himself quite a little stretch there, but I feel like it's Harper and Aaron Judge and the six hundred dollar difference. It's a no brainer for me if I'm going to look for that like sure thing dinger. I want Aaron Judge right now. If there was such a thing as a sure thing, dinner. Well, there was. I mean, I feel like he's it. <laughs> yeah, I, I also do feel that they'll that when tape gets around, he does have a big enough of a zone that he will eventually get exploited. Sure. But it hasn't gotten around yet, right? So like, not yet. For it now, get, get him while they're getting still good, baby. That's yeah, that's it, what I'm talking about. It's you know all year long. We'll, he and he and Andrew Benatendi will be talked about for rookie of the year. But Attendee's in a good spot. You mentioned Peralta before, lefty power, and, and I don't care how you know. You take a look at the two of them together, but Attendee and and, and uh, look, you know, be like Mutt and Jeff. You know, yeah. dating myself there. But Ben Attendee has got some pop in that stick, and uh, could take advantage of Miller Park's uh, short right field very easily. Now Charlie Blackman always in play in Colorado. Something mm-hmm. always to keep in mind too. That's another one, forty six hundred. So if you're worried about Judge ownership wise, I think for two hundred dollars more, you know maybe Charlie Blackman might, could even be a little bit more floor than Aaron Judge sometimes too. Because you know, like I said, make sure we get that weather under wraps as well. Jim uh, Carl Stanton's always one of these guys too that tends to get hot and stays hot for a stretch too. I don't know how much that's going to carry over. He's got Adam Wainwright, though, and if it's going to carry over, Adam Wainwright seems to be a guy that that would help. But uh, this is a guy right now seeing the baseball real well heading into Monday. This is a guy who's got four home runs in three <laughs> his last three contests. Well, yeah, but he had, he had a couple picked up a couple off the uh, the replacement pitcher over the weekend. Yes, Remember he when did. That, that switch was made. You know, he and Ozuna there wasn't enough wasn't enough truck in, under, in all the kindergarten classes in the world. To get both Ozuna and Stanton, <laughs> that's Ozuna. a great, that's a great line, Tonzo. I've yeah, never yeah. heard that. Not of see, see, it just happens. But the uh, the other guy, and we haven't mentioned yet, uh, we haven't even talked about picking on him at all. Is uh, 
Well, actually, because that's probably because Cincinnati doesn't have a whole lot of right-handed hitting. But I don't mind Adam Duvall against CC. No, no, I, I would put that out there as well. Adam Duvall always a good uh, power guy too. If you're looking for that home run, it's amazing too. Looking at the slate, Michael Conforto now up to 3,900. We're just a week ago we were talking, uh, or two weeks ago where he was yeah. what, around 29. You know what I mean? It's just it's amazing what a difference a, a good stretch will make, and that's a guy who continues to hit. Yeah, you know the cover off the baseball. Uh, I love Adam Duvall's spot too. 3,700 I think is a huge yeah. bargain for him. It was a great get there. Where else do you look at this outfield tonight? Where else can you? Uh, make some hay in terms of value and get a little return on investment. Uh, you can go back. We talked about Pelfrey. You can go back to the uh, Kepler and Rosario from Minnesota. You, you mentioned Buxton. I don't know you want to use all three, but, you know. What about Jason Worth where he's hitting the lineup, too, against Ubaldo? You think Worth is a guy, too? Is he, you know, been pretty good of late as well. So is that is that a guy maybe 34? You kind of keep rolling the dice there with the Nats? Yeah. Again, you get the differentiation because people be off of him because of the uh, – Head in this, and so he, and he's been around long enough that I think he's seen a right-hander or two. He's probably seen Ubaldo once or twice, so I think that yeah, worse worse not a bad guy to go with there to get some sort of uh, separation from all this chalk. To me, I mean, I looked. There was a lot of hitting. I think there was a lot of hitting. We haven't had that. I think there's a lot of hitting on the board Tuesday. Nice. All right. Well, that's uh, Todd Zola. Everybody you can follow him on Twitter at Todd Zola. You can follow me at Joe Pisa PS17. For everybody here at Rotowire, have a great night of daily fantasy. Whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well being and proper recovery for top notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.